Hi, I'm Alex Rubit, and you're listening to Grace to Your World. If this is your first time joining me, this ministry is all about providing you with an understanding of the grace of God, which will empower you to change your world and to live the overcoming life. You see, God wants us to live in victory. Yet in order for us to do so, we must have an understanding of His unconditional love and His unmerited favor that has been made available to us through the finished works of Jesus Christ. And so I truly believe this is going to bless you today. Now to find out more about our ministry and to access other free resources, simply head to alexrubitministries.org. And with that being said, let's get into today's teaching. I was I was sharing with you uh, this importance of, of really understanding uh, who we are in Christ. I was sharing with you that our uh, I, our behavior does not determine our identity, but that our our identity uh, determines our behavior. And so, in other words, it's not about how you're acting. It's not about uh, you know how well you, you're keeping all of the rules. Uh, it's 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 really about do you know who you are in Christ. You see, because the very day that you begin to uh, accept your identity in Christ, the very day that you begin to understand that Jesus, praise God, has become your righteousness and that you are righteous simply as a result of being in Him. Now, the day you understand that, friend, that's when transformation is going to take place in your life. You see, this is not like uh, the Law of Moses, which was all about uh, performing to try to become something that we can never become. In fact, uh, that's, that's really the big contrast between uh, the grace and truth that came by Jesus and the law that came by Moses. You see, the law was all about us performing to try to become something that we can never be on our own. The law was really an impossible standard. It's kind of like, you know, here's a 30-foot wall. Now, if, 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 if you want to be right... Uh, with God, just go ahead and jump over that 30-foot wall. Now, how many know uh, that none of us would be able to do that? It really took Jesus, praise God, to come into the world and, 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 and to jump over that 30-foot wall on our behalf, amen, to do what we couldn't do, uh, to perfectly fulfill the law of Moses so that now, friend, what's required of you is not you trying to perform uh, uh, by, by, by keeping the law. No, what's required of you now is to put your faith in Him to put your trust in Him. He has become your righteousness. You see, while the law was about us performing to try to become something we can never be on our own, grace and truth, on the other hand, reveals to us that as a result of the finished works of Jesus Christ, uh, we already have all things pertaining to our life and godliness. It's already been made available. As a result of what Jesus has done for us, we've already been made righteous in Him. Now, listen to me very carefully, friends. This means that the Christian life, therefore, is not about us trying to uh, become something that we are not. Uh, the Christian life is not about us uh, uh, trying to uh, get God to do something on our behalf. Alex, I'm trying to get God to heal me. Or Alex, I'm trying to get God to, to prosper me. Now, uh, catch me, friend. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, healing is a part of the covenant. Uh, your needs being supplied is a part of the covenant, but what you want to do is you want to understand that as a born-again believer, you're never trying to uh, perform to get God to do it. You see, no, your, your, your starting point, friend, is the finished works of Jesus. 
Your starting point is, is your faith that Jesus has already provided what you need, you see. And so what we'll see today, friends, is, is really uh, that, that, that faith and grace are inseparable. You see, faith and grace, uh, you, you can't really separate the two. Now they're different, but they're really two sides of the same coin. A while back, I was teaching in our Bible study here uh, locally on, on, on the balance between grace and faith and that it's really about understanding uh, how to put them into proper balance because the truth is, friends, uh, the only way that you'll ever be able to access what the grace of God has already made available to you is by, by faith. Amen. Uh, salvation is available to everybody, yet the only way for that salvation to actually begin to uh, take effect in a person's life is is faith. It's when they put their faith in, in Jesus. And so, catch this. Uh, everything that grace has already provided, friend, including your identity in Christ, including your righteousness, including who you are in Him, everything that has been provided, the only way you're going to take hold of that is, is by faith. And so, really, the only reason that a person would now uh, try to perform under the law is really unbelief. <laughs> We're going to get a little bit radical again today because I'm going to show you that the law is, is unbelief. The law, anybody who's trying to keep the law to be right with God, is actually operating in unbelief. You see, the only reason I'm going to be uh, sweating and performing is because I'm not believing God where my identity in Christ is concerned, or I'm not believing God uh, where His His promises for my life are concerned. You see, now unbelief, which which is the law, which comes as a result of the law, keeps us struggling and striving. Watch this now. Yet faith and grace takes us to a place of of rest. It takes us to a place of of resting in the finished works of Jesus Christ. Remember, Jesus said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light, you see. And so you uh, uh, putting your trust in Jesus, you following Jesus is, is not a life of, of struggle and effort. No, it is a life of, of resting in what he's already done. You see, remember, I was contrasting works of faith versus the works of the law. And so when I say we rest, I'm not saying we're not doing anything. What I'm saying is that the motivation for our doing has changed. You see, works of faith are born out of your resting in what you believe Jesus has already done for, for you. I believe Jesus has made me righteous. I believe Jesus has, has, has already prospered me. I believe Jesus has already healed me. And so now I believe that now works of faith is, is this. Uh, the, the works of faith are born out of my faith in Jesus. Works of faith are now inspired by the Holy Spirit, and works of faith will be motivated by love, you see. Whereas the works of the law, which is really works of the flesh, will be born out of obligation. Alex, I got to do this, or I'm just not going to be right with God. Uh, they're born out of obligation. They're forced upon the flesh. And so it's not you operating out of your born-again self. It is you operating out of your own flesh. Uh, and, and, and works of faith uh, are motivated by fear. And so there'll always be a fear that, man, if I don't 
uh, say my confessions enough, uh, it's just not going to be okay. Uh, Alex, if I don't pray for five hours today, I don't think things are going to work out. Now, friend, I'm not saying don't confess the word. I'm not saying uh, don't pray. But what I am saying is you're doing all of that now out of a place of rest. You see, you confessing the word is not to try to get God to do it. No, you confessing the word of God is really you establishing the word of God and the promises of God in your heart. Remember, friends, in this new covenant, it's, it's all about the heart. You see, God is interested in, in our hearts. He wants to uh, transform our hearts. Why? Well, one, because he loves us. He wants our hearts. Amen. He loves you. And two is that the Bible says the issues of life come out of the heart. And so when the heart of man is transformed, that's when the fruit of the Christian life begins to show up. You see, it's heart transformation first, then everything else is going to follow. And so it's about our hearts being transformed. Amen. If you understand that, say amen. Now let's get into this uh, verse here, uh, St. John chapter 1, uh, verse 17. In fact, let's read it out loud together. Uh, read it with me. Uh, ready, read. For the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. He says, for the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. Friends, what I want you to notice is that the law is on one side, and then there's grace and truth on the other side. And so, so the law came by Moses, but watch this, grace and truth didn't come until Jesus came into the world. Now, what I submit to you is that, uh, you see, you have two sides here. Grace and truth are, are paired together. And so what I submit to you is that it's not grace plus the truth. It's not grace and the truth. No, grace and truth really go together. And so in other words, that grace is the truth. And remember, when we talk about grace, we're not talking about a curriculum or a doctrine, friends. No, when we're talking about grace, we're really talking about a person. You see, the Bible says in the same chapter, in verse 14, speaking of Jesus, he says, Jesus, full of grace and truth. Amen. And so Jesus is, watch this, Jesus is the grace of God. And so when we're talking about grace, we're talking about Jesus. And so Jesus is the grace of God and, and Jesus is, is the truth. How many know he said, uh, he didn't say, I've come to bring you the truth. No, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Amen. And so grace and truth are Jesus. Now, the law of Moses, I want to be very clear, there's nothing wrong with the law of Moses. Please understand me. You see, the law of Moses is, is perfect. The law of Moses was, was given to Moses by God, yet, friends, you want to understand the purpose that the law of Moses holds. You see, God never gave the law uh, to save anybody. You see, God gave the law, in fact, to, to bring us to an end of ourselves. He, he gave a perfect law uh, to show imperfect man that imperfect man could never keep a perfect law. So, you know, it's that impossible standard. It's like, you know, you look at the law and you're like, okay, okay, I, I, I could use some help here. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to be able to do that all by myself. Amen. Uh, you know, and be, be aware that when we talk about the law, Somebody says, maybe, you know, Alex, oh, I keep all of the Ten Commandments. Well, friend, the Law of Moses is not only the Ten Commandments. The Law of Moses is the Ten Commandments. It includes the Ten Commandments. 
but it also includes the 600 plus other commandments as well. And so what you got is, a, is, is like a, about 613 commandments, amen. And I, I submit to you uh, that none of us is able to keep all of those commandments. Now, uh, now this is very radical uh, to understand this thing that grace and truth did not come into the world until Jesus came into the world. Now, again, there's nothing wrong with the law. The law is perfect. You got to understand why the law was given. And, and, and two, the law is not incorrect. It is incomplete. And so what I'm saying is grace and truth didn't come until Jesus. And so friends, what I'm saying is that a person won't be able to truly understand who God is. You won't be able to truly uh, get a picture of, of the nature of God and the character of God and, and how God wants us to relate to him. Uh, you won't get that by merely looking to the law of Moses. If a person merely looks to the law of Moses or primarily looks to the law of Moses to try to understand God and try to understand uh, this, this relationship that you, you are to have with God and you're deriving that merely from the law, well, you'll end up with error. Now that's a radical statement. But again, please understand, I'm not saying there's something wrong with the law. The law is not incorrect. The law is incomplete. The law gives an incomplete picture of, of God and the nature of God. And, and the reason for that, friends, is really that, um, the reason for that is really, this is huge when the Lord really kind of showed me this. The reason is that the law I've shared with you before reveals the glory of God apart from man. You see, the law is perfect because the law is God revealing his glory, revealing his nature, revealing his character, revealing his attributes to man, but he's doing it apart from man. Now watch this, friends. Any time that you try to get an understanding of God and God is apart from you, it's going to lead to error. Alex, what are you saying? I'm saying that we will never be able to truly know God so long as we are apart from him, because to know him, watch this, we gotta be joined onto him so he can now reveal himself, not apart from us, not through the law, not through the letter, no, but so that he can now reveal himself to us, friends, in our hearts. Praise God, I really pray you guys are catching this. Because how many know, in, in, in the law, God was apart from man because of sin, the sin nature of man, had separated man spiritually from God, yet in Christ, friends, you and I who are in Christ, anybody who has received Jesus has been uh, reconciled back to the Father through the finished works of Christ. And so it's really, it's really like to really understand this new covenant, guys, we gotta understand that our reference point has changed. In other words, if I'm in Christ, God is no longer apart from me because how many of you know when you got into Christ, Jesus came to live on the inside of you. The Bible says Christ is in you, the hope of glory, amen. And so Christ is now in you. And so you have become the dwelling place for the Holy Spirit. And so, and so God, under grace and truth, is now not looking to reveal himself to you you know, here's God and he has these requirements and I got to try to meet these requirements. No, he's now looking to reveal himself to you heart to heart. Amen. I really uh, I pray you guys are, are catching this. 
this kind of like, you know, this is the illustration the Lord gave me. It's kind of like knowing about an apple pie, <laughs> praise God, versus uh, tasting the apple pie. Amen. Now, you know, you can know all there is to know about an apple pie. Uh, you can know uh, the recipe, you know, everything that goes into that apple pie, uh, you know, how to prepare the apple pie. Uh, but man, if you've never tasted the apple pie, ooh, you are missing out. <laughs> Amen. I mean, come on. If you've never tasted the apple pie, uh, I don't care what you, how much you know about that apple pie, uh, you really don't know as much about it as, as, you, uh, as you think you do. Amen. It's kind of the same with God. You know, it's about, it's knowing about God versus tasting, praise God, and, 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 and seeing that the Lord is good. You see, that's the difference. You see, that's the difference between the law of Moses. As long as a person is, is always trying to perform to keep the law, well, friend, if you're realizing it or not, you are keeping yourself apart from God. It's like when we think that we are merely sinners saved by grace, well, you're actually holding on to something that Jesus, through his finished works, has, has already taken care of. I showed you in the last message. If you didn't see it, I encourage you to, to check that out, uh, the previous video, where I showed you that the very moment you got born again, friend, uh, God actually destroyed that sinful nature. And so, watch this, while you still have some stuff going on in your, in your soul, you know, that's your mind and your will and your emotions, you still got to renew your mind, your spirit, Remember, man is spirit, man is a spirit, man possesses a soul, man lives in a physical body. Your spirit is perfect. Your spirit is perfect. Your spirit is already righteous. Your spirit is, is, is already uh, uh, perfectly uh, joined unto the Lord. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 6.17 that he who is joined unto the Lord is, is one spirit. 1 John 4.17 says that as he is, so are we in this world. That's not talking about your behavior. That's talking about who you are in your spirit as a born-again child of God you see and, and so and so for you to truly get to know God for you to truly be in intimate fellowship with him and watch this for, for him to truly transform your heart you got to understand who you are in Christ you got to understand that you're not under the law you got to understand that Jesus has reconciled you to the Father that you are in perfect right standing with the Father purely as a result of of putting your faith in Jesus and friends what that does is it actually takes the burden off of your shoulder you know all of a sudden you realize man I don't have to sweat and struggle and try to perform to be right with God no what I got to do is I got to behold Jesus <laughs> you see, this whole thing is all about beholding Jesus, man. The, the vision that the Lord has given me for this ministry is all about, let's behold Jesus. You see, when we behold Jesus, He transforms our heart, and that's when our lives are transformed. Uh, look at uh, with me here in uh, 1 Corinthians, uh, First, excuse me, uh, Galatians uh, Galatians chapter chapter 1 verses 16 and 17 uh, Almost got ahead of myself here. We'll look at first uh, Corinthians uh, in a little bit uh, But uh, Galatians chapter 1 verse 17 because I want you to really see that this new covenant friends 
is all about heart transformation. And this is ultimately uh, how grace teaches you. Uh, grace doesn't teach you by giving you a list of things to do, like the Ten Commandments. No, that was the law. Now, grace teaches you by taking up residence on the inside of you. It's Jesus on the inside of you. It's the Holy Ghost on the inside of you, uh, revealing and unfolding God to you. Uh, showing you uh, who he is and ultimately showing you who he's created you to be. Now he does that through the word. And so everything I say has a, as, a, as its foundation the word. You see, uh, being led by the spirit is not an excuse for not getting into the word because the only way that the spirit can truly lead you effectively is by you being in the word. Amen. And so the word is the foundation for everything. But let's look at this verse here, uh, Galatians chapter 1. Uh, verses uh, uh, 15 and 16. This is the Apostle Paul speaking. And watch what he says. He says in verse 15, But when it pleased God who separated me from my mother's womb and called me by His grace. Friend, I want you to know that you are called by His grace. God has a calling for your life and He has already graced you in that area. Amen. In fact, I want you to say out loud, I am called. And then say, I am graced. Praise God. And so, and notice it says it pleased God. You know, I mean, how many of you want to please God? <laughs> you know, and it says it pleased him, man. It pleased him uh, 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 to call us by his grace. You know, sometimes people have this idea that God is kind of reluctant uh, to save. You know, Alex, if I beg enough, if I, if I repent enough, then maybe God will save me. No, God loves you. You know, it pleases him uh, when you come to him, when you receive him. Amen. He's not reluctant to save, man. He's, he's knocking on the door of every heart. It's just, are we going to actually open the door and let him in? Amen. And so, and so he says, when it pleased God who separated me from my mother's room and called me by his grace. Watch this in verse 16. I want you to notice this. He says, he says, uh, to reveal his son in me. This is huge. He says, to reveal his son in me, that I might preach him among the heathen. Immediately I conferred not with flesh and blood. And then he goes on to say that he took some time, three years, to really be alone with the Lord uh, and, and to really uh, have that alone time with God before he even went and he talked to anybody else about this. Uh, but what I want you to see is that he said, to reveal his son in me, not only to me, See, the law is God revealing himself to us. Who? Watch this, guys. Grace and truth. The grace and truth that came with Jesus is God revealing himself in us. What does that mean? It means he wants to reveal himself to you heart to heart. He wants you to have a heart to heart encounter with him. And that means that Jesus, praise God, is revealing himself to you. Hey guys, thanks so much for joining me today. Now remember, grace is a living reality that is alive in the heart of every born-again believer. Friends, I'm Alex Rubit. You've been listening to Grace to Your World. 
be sure to join me again tomorrow as we continue growing in our understanding of God's grace. Now, once again, to find out more about our ministry and to access the full-length audios of this and other teachings, simply head to alexrubitministries.org. And if this podcast has been a blessing to you, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review. Help us to spread this good news of God's unmerited favor in and through the finished works of Jesus Christ. And one more thing, friends, if you'd like to support what God is doing in and through this ministry, you may do so by going to alexrubitministries.org forward slash give. I pray you continue to see God's grace manifesting richly in your life. Walk in his blessing, walk in his favor, walk in his goodness. And I look forward to talking to you again on tomorrow's podcast.